Welcome along to episode 42 of the Top Loaded Podcast. And yeah, we're not mentioning World Cup. Actually, we will talk about it, but uh, it was a rather interesting night last night. Actually played really well. But Harry, how are you doing? Yeah, I hoped I'd be on it this morning in a bit of a better mood than, uh, than so I am at the moment. But yeah, I was disappointed, like, disappointing night last night. Um, obviously to, to finally, I guess exit the World Cup um, but yeah apart from that I'm, I'm not doing too badly freezing me nuts off but you know that time of year in it yeah it's definitely different to the weather we're normally associated with the World Cup being like the last week of it it's normally about 25 degrees sun's out the shorts are out the t-shirts are out it's definitely I think when I left the house this morning to go to the um, to just to go for a walk I don't know why I've done that it was about minus 1.5, and I was like, yeah, I'm turning back around. I'm not, I'm not walking out in this. <laughs> it was still Get down the road, and that's it. Sticking it, around everywhere. I literally see a car try and go up my hill, and it, the wheels were just spinning where it was the ice. I was like, yeah, not happening. Back inside, watching for a bit. But like I say, might as well see discuss the week of the World Cup to begin with, and it's been quite an interesting week. The quarterfinals has been interesting, I'd say. Obviously, two upsets in Morocco becoming the first African nation to qualify for a semi-final well deserved as well I think any team who only concede one goal during the tournament and that's an own goal is it's a brilliant achievement no matter where they're from and I've no doubt if they were a European team or an English team French they'd be mental about how good their defence is so I think it's well deserved and they defended so well against Portugal yeah obviously two massive upsets from an African team obviously knocking out Spain um, and then also uh, Portugal as well so I mean, you could, I mean, I know obviously they were saying a lot on the TV last night about was is it a missed opportunity that obviously we had a chance to play Morocco, but I honestly at this point don't think you can write Morocco off. I think they're they're the sort of team you need to get a goal first because if you concede first, like they did against Portugal, they'll just sit back for the following forty five minutes and just defend like their lives depend on it. Um, which again, obviously, you know, kudos to them. There, the defense is absolutely incredible, and um, they're fully deserved to to knock out Spain and and Portugal, but. I don't think it's going to be too much of an easy ride for, for France. I think they're going to defend very well against France as well. Um, no, arguably, we were the better team yesterday and could have taken France to extra time and then obviously potentially penalties. But um, yeah, I think I think they're the first African team to qualify for the quarters and the semis, I think, isn't it? I think it could be wrong, but it's definitely the semis. Um, but also, yeah, massive achievement for Morocco. And like I said to you before coming here, I said I really actually hope they get to the final. They beat France and give them a shot at win, winning the World Cup. It'll be a really uh, different World Cup final. Obviously, I think everyone was sort of going for the likes of Brazil, the likes of, you know, Argentina, Portugal, whoever. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody expected Morocco nor Croatia to be in the final four. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of people in sweet states who would have been very unhappy when Morocco was drawn out now thinking, actually, you know what? I've gone further than someone who was laughing around their offices with Brazil. So, fair. I've, I've seen a few people with their sweepstakes saying, oh, I have Morocco. Definitely when they got it, they threw the piece of paper in the bin and was like, this is ridiculous. There's no point having these. But they're, they're guaranteed now to have seven games at the World Cup with the third and fourth playoff as well. So, they've done very well. And looking at the other side, obviously you just mentioned Croatia, but it was a very nail-biting game as well for Argentina against the Netherlands with the best free kick, work free kick set piece <laughs> Under pressure, probably there have been in football in the hundredth minute of a World Cup quarter final to draw it back to two. Obviously, went on to lose the game of penalties, but that was a very good ending to that game. For the in, well, let me just say after the seventeen yellow cards, 
Yeah, I think, you know, if, if anyone watches any FIFA YouTubers or in particular Harry Hesketh, you'll know the the free kick tutorial. I think that's literally what Netherlands did in the 100th minute against Argentina. Um, but yeah, obviously it was a really good game. I really thought Argentina were, were through when they went two up. Obviously, bring on a big old Veg Horst. And um, yeah, it was an absolute madness to take some to, to penalties. But, you know, one of them, I mean, Emmy Martinez pulled us two, obviously, you know, ex-Arsenal keeper, pulled off two massive, massive saves in the first two Dutch penalties. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's been, I know, some some massive upsets. It's a good game so far. And like I said, obviously, you know, Croatia are through and Argentina by the skin of their teeth are through. Not sure I particularly agree with the way the Argentinians celebrated. Um I don't think it's particularly very sportsmanship the way they're celebrating in front of the Dutch players. I see all the arguments that kicked off, and I see I just said seventeen yellow cards. Um, I think also the highlight was when was it? Edmund, I think it was. Obviously, took out Nathan Ake and then pelted the ball straight into the Dutch bench. Was obviously you know it is a bit funny, but in the same breath, it's probably not the best way to not the best end to kick a ball into. Um, but uh, yeah, very very excited now. Looking forward to seeing obviously. Who can get into the final next Sunday? Um, I'm going to ask your predictions, probably more realistic and what you'd like to see. Um, but yeah. Uh, realistically, I think it's all going to be set up for Messi to win the World Cup. Not saying any conspiracy theories with officiating VAR, FIFA and the Qataris, but I'm going to say Argentina-France final. But I would love to see a Croatia-Morocco just for the sole fact of it's a different winner of it. Both teams have played really well. And, well, if they can get to the semi-final, they can win it. And especially Morocco, what a nice story that would be for every nation. Obviously, this is the last World Cup of 32 teams before it goes to 46. And the next World Cup will feature nine African teams as well, rather than four. So it'll give them, the five other qualifying nations, a much bigger hope to get into the Mexico, US and Canada World Cup. So... I really hope Morocco in the final, especially beating France, but realistic, we're saying that everyone thought France would beat England most likely over 90 minutes, but we've done really well. So hopefully Morocco can do what we didn't and hopefully they score a penalty if we if they get one. Yeah, I think, you know, I would love to see an Argentina-Morocco final. I really wouldn't. I don't think it's too unrealistic to say that either, given the way that Morocco played against Spain and Portugal. Um Obviously, going off paper, it's more than likely to be a Argentina-France final. Um, I think it'd be quite a good Messi and Mbappe matchup. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's too unrealistic to say Morocco could get to the final, given the given the way they played against Spain and obviously Portugal. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing whichever way it goes. I think it's going to be two very, very close and good semi-finals. But um, I think. We had our predictions, didn't we? A few couple of couple of episodes ago. Um, Coming over for the life of me, I think I said like Belgium, like the underdog team. God knows why I said that. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Messi can, can lift the trophy one more time as an Argentinian playing for the national team um, and just prove he is better than Ronaldo. Yep, who's uh, looks like he's going to Saudi Arabia for a load of money. So fair play to me. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, would mind 0.00001% of that contract, not alone the, I think, $200 million, two-and-a-half-year deal, which uh, they was breaking it down, I see, on Twitter, and it works out stupid. Even every second, it's like $20 a second or something along that line. So fair play to him. Like 
I just read his uh, statement he put out on Instagram, pretty much confirming that was his last, obviously, World Cup, which is respectful. But the one stat I was very surprised, before we go on to talk about the cards that we're really here for, is in five World Cups, Cristiano Ronaldo never scored in a knockout game. I think it's quite an intriguing stat of... Yes, he's scored quite a few goals. I think he's got nine overall, eight or nine. I think it was nine overall in the end, or ten even, potentially. All come in the group stage. So, it's a rather interesting one, because then people obviously look at Kylian Mbappe. He's obviously already doing very well in the scoring charts at the World Cup, who scored in a World Cup final. So, it just proves to, proves that even the best, best of players of all-time football can struggle in knockout stages. So... Yeah, I was just really surprised by that stat when I read it last night of a player of his quality never scored in a knockout game. Yeah, it's, it's a weird stat you probably didn't expect to see. You know, you think of Ronaldo, he's a, he's a big, big-time Portuguese player and he's a massive contribution to the national team. But, you know, I guess nobody... I mean, I didn't sit here thinking you were going to say that stat. I thought, oh, yeah, Ronaldo, you know, he scores goals for fun for Portugal. But to hear he's never scored a goal in a knockout stage or knockout game, should I say, um, it's quite, quite interesting. Um, you know could go more evidence towards why Messi's better than Ronaldo. But, you know, I'm not going to start banging on about that. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's a really, really interesting stat and non, not one that I, I'm sure, other people expected to expected to hear. No, definitely. Um, moving on to the lovely world of cards this week, and obviously there was a big release. Uh, well, I mean, big release. It was definitely a big release when it was released at £4,695 for 40 cards. And... That's the next edition in the line of Topps Chrome products for a certain team. So we've had, obviously, we've had Salzburg, we've had PSG, which is the big one, Bayern Munich. And the next one in the list, actually, I think there's been Real Sociedad and Atletico Madrid as well. So we're quite a few into it now. And this one was Dortmund. And lucky enough for Topps, this is last year's Dortmund's team, not this year's Dortmund team. Even though this year you'd have a couple more younger players, obviously one Erling Haaland did move, but was in the set. So... 20 base cards n- numbered, any obviously all numbered. You can get one of ones, or worst comes to worst, autos. You look out for obviously Jude Bellingham, autos. You've got Kareem Adiyemi, uh, sorry, Adiyemi's not it, Makoko, who's ridiculous for his age, Erling Haaland. So, five grand. This is my question to, for you. This is a really interesting point. I was watching Lucas at TFF open his box and he asked the question for five grand, say roughly. Realistically, do you have to hit one of the big three guys ten or less to make your money back for that kind of money? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's probably any other way around it. I think the answer is yes. Um, you know, same with Atletico Madrid. We were talking about it, I believe, with I think it was Max uh, um, South Coast, and we were saying, you know, if you're not hitting Art Jao Felix, realistically, is the only one in the Atletico Madrid set that I can think of that stands out. You're just hitting general auto cards. I think it's the same for Dortmund. I think, you know, unless you're hitting a, a Bellingham or a Haaland, in order to make your money back at least, I think you're going to, you need to hit one of those two autos at a low number in order to even make any dent in, in, in your money back. Um, not to say that Dortmund haven't got upcoming players and players that could be worth money in a few years. But in my opinion, I think you, you need to hit a Bellingham or a Haaland, you know, to 25 or less, I think, in my opinion, is an auto in order to make even a little bit of your, of your money back. And that's not guaranteed. You say you're going to hit both autos or are they guaranteed in every box? Guaranteed both, yeah. Well... Yeah, they are guaranteed, yeah. Unless... I supposedly. should be guaranteed. Um, so, yeah, if you're hitting both of them, let's say, like a base auto, 
you're like you're you're making what k k and a half back. So I think the prices are always going to be extortionate for these top chrome boxes. We saw it with the way they implemented PSG, um, and again it's the same with that. You know, you won't be hitting a Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe low numbered auto to even make a margin of your money back. And I think it's the same with with Dortmund. It's been the same with any team. Um, their price is such an exceptionally high price point. So for me, yeah, you're, you're going to have to hit a, a Bellingham and a, and a Haaland realistically for 25 or less, I think, um, to make even the smallest of your money back. Yeah, fair. I'm like, just reading through the checklist. Obviously, it's no doubt you can't have a team full of superstars and every single car is going to sell for 500 or more. We see it with every set, how it's more expensive and there's cheaper players. It's naturally going to happen. But the list, obviously, is Gregor Cobell, Dan Axel, Zagadou, Nicole Schultz, Manuel Kanji, Mats Hummels, Rafael Guerrero, Thomas Mounier, Emre Chan, obviously, Jude Bellingham, Axel Witzel, Mohamed Dahoud, Julian Brandt, Forgan Hazard, Giovanni Reiner, Reiner Jesus, Daniel Marlin, Marco Royce, Angus Knaff, Erlin Hahn, and Yusuf Makoko. So, it's an interesting list, and the thing I read, I was re- thinking, I was thinking through my head of, like, the thing what PSG set really got everyone really excited for was it was Mbappe's first auto. So it brought me to think of how many of these players have had autos before. Because that might up the price slightly for a player. And I was looking through it and a lot of these Dortmund players have already had autos in sets. So it really does bring a bit less of the value. So realistically, like you say, I think the three main chases, obviously Bellingham and Haaland and Makoko. So you've got to hit it low numbered. And obviously, you've got to pray for not much damage because we've all seen in these chrome sets before that they're, they're prone to damage. And no doubt, the autos you're always going to get some sort of damage on because the players don't know true value of some of these cards. Bellingham should now because he's got his own crate set, which we'll come to. But it's natural that you're going to get scratches, you're going to get dings. But for the prices, and when I was watching Lucas open his box, some of the damage on it was pretty scuffed up. But then what I was thinking of, a lot of players, if they've got the metal strap on their watch, if they're signing it with it on that, well, there you go, scratch. It's going to be quite simple. And doesn't help when Makoko doesn't sign in the box and signs halfway up his chest. And it's like a massive diagonal one, which it, it's cool to have a big auto, but then not cool when you can't really see it. So, like I say, it's a really nice, the actual design is really nice. Um, obviously, it's they're famous for the goal, uh, the stand behind their goal, nicknamed the yellow wall. So, the actual pattern is a wall design, which I think is really clever. I think. They've actually thought about the design on this one. So no doubt, I think a lot of people would like to pick up a Bellingham variation or a Haaland one or a Coco, but it's actually just a really nice set. And obviously the price is where it's at because it is a expensive top of the line chrome set. But I think the actual design, I've got to give them credit. The design is very nice. And some of the cards I've seen on it are definitely going to have some sort of value. But like you say, if you hit your... Haaland and Bellingham base cards to 75, which is the highest number, realistically. What? 40 quid, 30, 40 quid, maybe, if that. So you've got to hit numbered. It's And then it's a case of Lucas was saying it, and I'd like to know your response is, is it more, more nerve-wracking when you open the base cards and you get low-numbered hit? He hit a one-of-one one in the base cards. Not a big player, it was uh, Angus Nuff. But Surely, then you think, oh, these are what's going to be terrible. Yeah, I think you know you hit a one of one just to generate base cards. You're going to think, well, I'm not going to get particularly lucky, and then hit like a low numbered in, in an auto. Um, so you know anything can happen in these boxes, and you know we've seen some 
pretty mad, mad pulls from the PSG boxes. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, I think, you know, if you've pulled a one-on-one in a base cards, that's probably going to be your hit for the box. Um, I think, you know, the, the main question and question mark that I had around this set was how is it going to affect other Bellingham and Highland auto prices? Obviously, you've got the Bellingham auto in Club Chrome, I think it is, what's he's pulling that little... Um, sticking his tongue out with putting, putting his mouth open, I think, on the auto there. I think that's going for about 900 to a K, I think it was last time I checked. Um, obviously, you know, the top Chrome Dortmunds are going to be going lower in price than that will be, uh, being just a team Chrome set. But I'm interested to see whether it does either boost that price up or lower the price, given the fact there's more autos of him now on the market. Um, same with Haaland, um, same as what it's going to do going to do for that so but yeah going back to the original question I think yeah if, if you've hit one of one of the base card quite early on it might be in that it's probably going to be your your hit for the box yeah and I think obviously just like the PSG one when they did release the Chrome they released the created set as well for Dortmund which I was pleasantly surprised to see one Thomas Rzitzky on the front cover sadly not an auto because I was really hoping that they would have got him down to a auto deal and then I'll be able to get an Arsenal Riziki card which would be an absolute dream for me but then like we said I'm just looking through the autos and they obviously the hits I think are in every one in every five to one in seven and obviously the big guys are going to be one in like three two three hundred but it's a very similar one you've got Kobel, Munier, Guauza who are bright back Spanish who isn't in the chrome set so it's a slightly different there Hummel, Zagadou, Guerrero, Akanji, Dahoud, Bellingham, Royce, Brandt, Chan, Fitzel, Rayner, Nuff, Marlon, Makoko, Harland. So all of them are the same. And then you've got two more of Stefan Tigues, who is on loan at FC Kern, I think, at the moment, and Marinim Panarachi. So you've got three players with autos you can get in there. And then, the two, believe it or not, only two Reddit card players you can get for uh, the Dalton Creighton set is uh, Jude Bellingham and Yusufa Makoko. So... They, it's an interesting one. It's if you like a gamble, you always open them. It's autographed in one in every ten boxes, and they are twenty pound a box. So, realistically, you're spending. If you want to play the law of averages, every two hundred pound spent is an auto card, but that's no guarantee. And the odds of hitting, realistically, a Bellingham, Haaland, and Makoko in that to somehow get your money back is very low. So, the greatest sets are always a gamble. I would, I think, no one would disagree with that, but. I do like the creative sets, especially if you're a fan of the team. I don't know if you would agree with this, but it's just nice to have your own card set, a bit more designed to your actual club itself and have some different cards. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we spoke about it with a couple of other curated sets um, previously on another another episode. So it is nice when you get one, obviously, especially designated Jude Bellingham. I think there's a lot more hype around that set, given the fact that obviously it is, it is Jude's. Um, but I think it is, it is really good to have, really cool to have like a, a a curate, I can't say the word properly, the curated set, um, obviously around a certain player, I think, you know, it brings a bit more of a, a hype, a bit more of a personal, um, a personal set. Um, I think, you know, the hype that's around Belling at the moment, even after the World Cup now and how well he's played, um, he's only going to make that sort of more appealing, even at a £20 price tag, like you said, no matter on whether it's an auto over 10 boxes, an auto every box, um, you know, it's always going to have a bit more of a hype around the fact that it is Bellingham. I don't think it's just a fun rip, you know, like the England set. The England set was, you know, so it's a cheap, fun rip that the chance of getting a lower numbered player or an auto of Haaland or Bellingham, you know, anything can happen. I've seen a Cyberman box, you know, I've pulled an auto from, the, from an only box that I bought, but people have bought four boxes and not pulled anything. So um, it could be another one hit wonder. But um, yeah, I think they're really cool when you get these these sets that are designated to a, to a player, especially someone like 
like Bellingham. So I'm looking forward to seeing obviously uh, some some pulls and some being ripped open and seeing yeah what sort of um what sort of hits can be can be had. Yeah, and obviously talk about the one and only Jude Bellingham this week. Tops did finally release his platinum crate set, very similar to the Jose Mourinho one. Um, the boxes are 75 card base set, five packs, five cards per pack box. So you get 30, so risky two and a half boxes to get the whole base set. Get an autograph per box and two numbered parallels. However, just like the Simon set you just mentioned before we look at the checklist of autos and stuff in it, there is 50 golden tickets. And if you're lucky enough to get one of them, you get a meet and greet with Jude Bellingham. So I don't care if I don't care what anyone tells me. If they're not, that is the chase. If you get a meet Bellingham, bloody hell, that's cool. Like if they're, if they're ever pulled, because you know what's going to happen. The 50 boxes that are sitting on a shelf somewhere will have the 50 meet and greets in it. But anyone who did buy a box of that, wish you the best of luck with that. Because like I said, that is a great chase to actually be able to meet the man himself. Um, like I say, I think this is quite a good thing, Tops, to bring in. Like you say, the Sidemen set had it originally with the golden tickets, which not many have been pulled, I've seen, or whatever it would be. So I think this is, I, I quite like having St. Helsa Chase in the box and actually saying in real life. I've just realised I've been talking about the Bellingham set the whole time. You went about the Dortmund set, weren't you? I've just clocked that. I'm thinking, I'm talking about this Bellingham set, and now you're talking about it again now. I'm thinking, what's going on? Um, anyway, moving on from that. Um, yeah, and no, I think that 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 golden ticket is going to be such a big chase. I think you know the the chance of meeting an England player, and it's it's cool how they're in sort of in, integrating that into these sort of card hobby boxes now that you got you got got a chance of hitting a golden ticket to go and obviously have a meet and greet with none other than than Jude Bellingham. So I think that's it. Yeah, as you say, in my opinion, I'd rather hit that than a Jude Auto, um, so you can get one signed in person with him. So yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool set, and I'm interested to see whether anyone actually lists them up. You know, people what people, people like and probably people get these gold tickets and list them on eBay or ask for a best offer on a on Instagram. But I mean, to me, that's priceless. If you, if you pull that from a from a box and you got a chance to go and meet Jude Bellingham, I think you know you've pretty much got your money's worth back from from the box already. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing the box. I think they're going to be some pretty pretty cool cards, and especially set the golden ticket to to meet Jude. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what they're like when that when that's released and. Um, yeah, should be a, should be another good set. Yeah, like we say, it's two parallels per box, one autograph card per box, and the parallels are very similar to most crate sets out there. So you can get 99, 49, 25, 10, 5, and 1. And I thought, I wonder what the checklist of autos is like for this set. And I don't think I've seen a bigger checklist of autos for a set like this ever. I thought, oh, it's going to be a nice, like, 10 names for me to read out. And I've now committed to reading out all of these names, and it's a lot more than I was expecting. So... You've got five different, apart from obviously the Jude Bellingham on-card autos that you can get and sticker autos. You've got current stars, which feature Neymar, Messi, Haaland, Nkunku, Benzema, Vinny, Lewandowski, Fatty, Jesus, Nunes, Kane, Son, Havertz and Noah Okafor, which to begin with is a very solid list of players. Moving on to midfield maestros. Pedri, Mount, Charles de Catalaire, Camavinga, Modric, De Bruyne, Grealish, Cruz. Thiago, Tonali, Bruno, Joshua Kimmich, Jorginho, Shabozalai, Federico Valverde, Jude Bellingham. Moving on to legends, Gerard, Rooney, Lampard, Yaya Torre, which is quite a cool one, Iniesta, Kaká, Figo, Xavi, Pirlo. The future, which is Fabio Carvalho, Alejandro Garancho, Pablo Torre, Rocco Simic, Warren, Zari Emery, Ilias Okomic, and then teammates, Gio Reyna and Kareem Adeyemi. So, 
that is a bit of a checklist for some of the central <laughs> almost in there, isn't it? That is a mouthful and a half. Jesus. Yeah, I, was, I thought, oh, it's going to be like 15, 20. But like you say, there's some good chases in there. Like, obviously, not all the autos are going to be worth a ton of money. But there's no one in there that I'd be like, oh, I'm really disappointed with their autos. It's actually quite a lot of them have got selling power behind them. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you've got some even the legends like Yaya Torre, um, you know, doesn't obviously sign that that often. So, um I think it's going to be a, a pretty cool set. And so there's not really one in there that stands out. You think, oh, I'd hate to get that all though. Or it's going to be that one order that everyone gets in the box. It's like, oh, it's him again. Like, he's popping up left, right and centre. But because how big was uh, Mourinho's platinum set in terms of checklist? Was it the same size? I'm going to check that out now because it's, they've just been starting to... I think they were delivered a couple of weeks ago. So obviously these are going to be a few weeks before we actually see them in people's hands. But let me have a look at the Mourinho set. Because like you say... It's quite interesting to compare these platinum sets, which is their new kind of thing to go for. The auto set on that one was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 14 players. So a lot less. Yeah. A lot less. Well, whether that's coming from a manager, obviously, being Mourinho, whether, you know, due to see a player to play with a lot more plays that he wanted to put in his set, um, whether Judy even gets a say in who he puts on the set, I don't know. But um, obviously, yeah, I think being a manager, obviously, it's a, it's a lovely. Lovely, uh, a massively smaller set. Um, obviously, being a manager, then obviously would be for Bellingham. Um, but yeah, obviously, as I said, Mourinho's just started being delivered now. So, hopefully, early into the new year, we should start seeing the Bellingham set delivered. Or, you know, at this point, probably into February, the Royal Mail strikes that are going on. But um, yeah, obviously, looking forward to seeing when they are finally in hand what they're what the cards look like. Yeah, and I in think, person, that is. yeah, definitely. And I think if we if it follows by the same agenda of People get created set gets chrome set. The three that springs to my mind is Liverpool, Chelsea, and Barcelona. They would be expensive ones. And the one I can think of in that, if there was a Liverpool created set, it would be the first ever Mohamed Salah auto, which would be quite a nice one to see in terms of chasing. So I'm liking it that tops are going out and now to get the exclusive deals of clubs to get these sets. And obviously the fans of the clubs, obviously not a lot of people are going to open them anyway. So lovely sets, but having your own team set would be lovely. I'd like to say I'd love a Arsenal created set and Chrome obviously would be very expensive, but it's a definitely a step in the right direction for top to do these sets. And obviously I think the first one was Salzburg, which actually the first one was Raul Sociedad a couple of years ago. And then like this kind of 12 month period, the first one was Salzburg. And they only retailed in comparison to the others for like 1500, I think when it first came out for what well, had a load of young players, which was not too bad. Obviously that's, near enough 8k more cheaper than the PSG set. So it'd be quite intriguing to see what 2023 holds for tops and what other sets. No doubt they've got teams licenses like waiting to go, like saying they're getting more people signed up. Um quite interesting to see like the new Inception and the new uh Beko that come out seems ages ago and I still yeah. can't remember seeing I can't remember seeing any of them being delivered yet because obviously there's some nice Arsenal cards in there. So I I know Summer signings, obviously, always rocks around. They'll probably do a winter signings as well. And then by the time you know it, be the new Tox Champions League, Chrome, Sapphire again, F1 Chrome, Women's Chrome. It's quite... I'm, I'm more leaning towards Tox releases at the moment, especially the ones that you can get on the UK site. So, obviously, when we come to uh, Panini, it's going to be that bit harder. But hopefully, the Fanatics in 2023 
um, which will be very interesting. But we'll probably dedicate an episode, I think, coming up, maybe just after Christmas, maybe look at look back at 2022 in the card world and looking forward to 2023. But like I say, it's, it's quite an interesting period, especially with the World Cup, what we've done for card prices. Obviously, Christmas doesn't help being at the same time as the World Cup because Christmas is never the cheapest period of time, no matter what. Um, seems like everyone wants to go out for a drink, even though it's minus 77. Um, but like I say, it's, it's going to be quite intriguing. And obviously, our PCs have picked up quite a few new cars this year in 2022. So briefly, like obviously, is there any cars that you're thinking about or even players? Let's talk about players. Any players that you're thinking about maybe branching into for a PC or just getting some more cards off or stickers? Yeah, I think, you know, as a whole, obviously, it's just about improving the Arsenal PC. Um, I'd love to get more Saka and more Martinelli. Um, I think as and as Jesus gets more Arsenal cards, um, I'd like to build the, the PC around around Jesus. Um, obviously, Saliba. I mean, you know, I could pick any Arsenal player. At the moment, obviously, I'm massively in love with Arsenal and how we're doing. So, I think I could, I'd be happy with any player. Um, but no, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to pick up, especially some like Zinchenko and Jesus cards when they start having some more Arsenal cards uh, released, with that being Mosaic, Prism, whatever set. Um, also, I want to finish off the Gunther Steiner Rainbow as well. So again, I have a plea if anyone does have the to 10 or the to 5 um, from 2021 flagship, um, the black or the red, shout me. Um, the last two I need for the Rainbow. The one of one did just pop at SGC, and I think it will hopefully be in hand um, at some point next week from our good friend El Trade Soccer. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think for me, Pierre Gasly as well, obviously moving over um, to the team has escaped me, Alpine next season. Um, so, so yeah, be interesting to see how he gets on. But again, obviously, Gasly, Hamilton. And Gunther being the three from F1 um, and just Arsenal in general. I'd like to pick up some more Bellingham. I think obviously I picked up um, his Aqua from Stadium Club Chrome. Um, I think that the way he's played at the World Cup and depending on a potential move, obviously in the in the January transfer window to see where he could be off to um, or whether it's in late one of the year. But that's what the main PC focus for, for next year and just seeing what I can build. And I'd love to pick up another one of one, hopefully as an Arsenal player. Obviously, I managed to pick up the Gunther Steiner one-on-one for the F1 PC. Um, but yeah, I'd love to pick up a one-on-one for an Arsenal player um, and get one of those into into the PC as well. Yeah, I think, like I say, rainbow rainbow completion would be the ideal goal. But I think I think anyone who knows when you're chasing the cards, when it's especially low numbered, it's just a luck. It's literally the luck of the gods that either someone pulls it, you never know, someone can literally pull it and then list it up on eBay. Or it just comes up on a like a DC Sports eighty seven kind of auction site, eBay, or literally like you've got to be lucky. You know, no doubt you probably know someone who might have the card, but they don't know they've got it. And stuff. Yeah. So ho- hopefully one day they open up their storage box and actually, read, oh wait, that's to ten. Oh, might as well sell that, and then it ends up in your possession. But like you said, you've got the one of one, so you've got the hardest ones to get. So now it's about finding the ones that are more common, but somehow harder to get. Yeah, at least you think I had the one-of-one one before I even had the base card. Um, that's how backwards I actually did it. Um, but yeah, I was really pleased to pick it up. And as I said, hopefully I can potentially pick up a one-of-one one from Arsenal uh, next year and try and complete a rainbow, um, obviously, for, for that. 
I know you've massively struggled with uh, with Leno trying to complete the rainbow from from prison with that one of one you got. Um, we won't talk about that too much, but um, but yeah, looking forward to obviously going into another year of of collecting and seeing what seeing where we're going to be at when we do this discussion again at the end of twenty twenty three. No, definitely. I think it'd be quite an intriguing year, especially how the market plays out. Is there a different focus? Um, whereas this year, I picked up quite a lot of more modern approach. Obviously, help really boosting the Jack and Gabriel PC. Got quite a few more autos since I was tracking down. But I think for me next year, it's vintage, vintage, vintage near enough of not just Arsenal players, but mainly, obviously, it's lovely to get your Dennis Bergkamp's, Thierry Henry's, also Arsene Wenger stuff, but just picking up just unique cards that you not don't really see much, and then getting them graded just to protect them. Like I want to try and get a few more, especially the players who I really like when I was growing up. Obviously, like in Kaka, for example, Ronaldinho, and then he's also going back. I love, I would love to pick up a a Maradona sticker. It doesn't even have to be the most expensive one in the world. Obviously, a Napoli one would be ideal, but even anything will do with him, especially if it's Barcelona. Um, and then you've got to look at your all-time greats as well. I think it's always nice to pick up. Um, I was recently looking at a few of the Arsenal ones. Obviously, a lot of people probably won't have heard of them here, but played in our first ever FA Cup win in the 30s. So I'm going to try and pick up some Cliff Baston, Ted Drake and Eddie Hapgood stuff, which it's more a case of just tracking it down in good condition and then getting it graded, which is going to be my goal for next year. Just some pieces. Of, I want to get some more things with a piece of history of, where has this item been for the last 80, 90 years to come into my possession? Like someone pulled it out of a cigarette box in 1935. And then all this time later now, I'm, I want to get it, send it off for grading. Like, oh, there's a f- obviously quite a few cards that will get graded in the next year and really boost up the collection for graded, especially one that's not in the best of condition. I really don't care if it gets authentic is I've got a Club Colours, which is from 1906 which is one of my favorite. It's literally cost me about three quid. But just having that is 116 years old, 117 years old next year. Get that in the collection. It's just crazy to me. So like I, said, I think vintage is going to be one of them. And just, there's just this aura I feel with vintage and like the patina on it. Like, like we said, we've said a lot of time on here before. It's literally has been around for longer than you have. And then you now you can get it slabbed up. Great. It's great. Or, even like some of these French stickers, um, when we was at the South Coast Guard show, Max showed me a few of the ones he picked up and he recently picked up like a Drogba um, sticker and it's just really cool. Like, that's what I really like about the Wenger ones and like I say, I think vintage is really a, a really good thing to invest in and not even for profit, just to look at. I think you can, there's a story behind it and I think that's maybe what I want to do more. It's not obviously, obviously everyone loves to make money off the hobby. People try and do that but at the end of the day, you're in it for fun. And when you have a nice display of old stickers or you can take it with you to a show, it's just a talking point. Um, and no doubt, I know you've got a couple of vendors off at SGC at the moment, which hopefully will come back a nice score. But it's like you say, it's just like, especially the French League one in the first Arsenal thing. It's just like about it. It's just the aura with these that I want to invest more in. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's one thing getting a, a sticker or seen a, in a top loader. I mean, when you actually get graded and slabbed up, and in my opinion, SGC would always be the way that I would go for vintage. Um, I think the actual black slab looks looks so nice, and um, yeah, I'm obviously really really excited to get those two two vengas back. Um, I think it's not going to be until maybe that really the end of this year or the beginning of next year um, or next month. I could even say at this point. Um, 
so yeah, looking forward to getting those back. But actually, it's, it's just that the element of having them slabbed up and like you said, a sticker that's you know older than me, my dad, my granddad, whatever. Like you know, they're, they're 116 years old. That that one you've got, and it's just mad to be able to get that, even if it's just authentic in SGC. Like to have that all protected and slabbed up from a car that's like you know 116 years old is is mad. Um, so yeah, obviously looking forward to getting those back from from Graydon. But I think you're you're right in sense of the vintage market could be a big, could be massive on the up next year. I think people are keen on or ho- coming forward to the fact that vintage and grading is is going to be big. I know we were having that chat with Wedding Collectibles obviously at South Coast with how you can buy a car, a sticker from, you know, 1950s, 1960s for three quid, get it graded and it's worth 70. Like there's so many big plays you could do from vintage to grading to resale or just buying a sick sticker you've seen for three quid and grading it yourself for your own PC. Um, but I think vintage could be massively on the up uh, next year. But as you say, anything could happen. We don't know what's going to happen in January. It could be a massive release, could be a massive, you know, downfall or upsize and grade. And we don't know what could happen. Um, but yeah, definitely I think vintage could be on the up next year. Yeah, definitely. And I think the one thing I'm really looking forward to in 2023 is getting my uh, Arsene Wenger last game against Huddersfield PSA slab back, which is off at grade and has been off at grading for the last six months, seven months, I think. So Really looking forward to getting that one back. Like you say, it's that one for me. I was saying it to one of my friends the other day. I said, someone could offer me any money in the world and I would never said it because I was at the game. It was my ticket. And it's just one of them would be a prize in the thing. I was just getting it to get it protected. So I'm, I'm in two minds whether when it does pop, do I find the grade out or do I not find the grade out until I get it back in the post? So I'll probably wait until I get it back in hand and see what it is. But looking forward to getting that. That'll be my first ticket slab. I know you've got the Bukayo Saka rookie one from the Europa League debut, like his professional debut, which was in the Europa League. So even that could be a, a play next year in terms of seeing how the ticket market goes as well. So like I, said, I think it's going to be quite... We'll look, we're going to get a few, try and get a few people on to talk about what, what went well in 2022 and what's going to be better in 2023. Well, obviously... Coming up, hopefully, between now and next year, which, believe it or not, is only about 20 days away, about three weeks' time. So it's going to be very intriguing. And like we say, it's, December is a weird month in the card world because a lot of cards are listed up for sale, but not not everyone's got the money to be buying them because of treating everyone at Christmas and going out drinks. Or if people do end up adventuring to Winter Wonderland in London and spending all their money on a pint of beer, which definitely is... Well, this guy over here, which, which has got to be done for a lot of people. Um, no doubt I'll probably be drawn into it very soon as well. So like we say, it's, it's always um, intriguing just to see what's going to happen in 2023. And obviously everyone has high hopes, but by the time you know it, Premier League Prism, Chronicles and all of the latter will be released and it all starts again. And then we'll be looking forward to Premier League, which starts in two weeks. So like I say, it's, it's great. Um, I don't think... Did you pick up anything this week? We haven't done it for a few weeks, but obviously it's been quite quiet in terms of the last couple of weeks for both of us, I think. Um, in terms of pickups, I, I actually haven't. Um, apart from the, the Steiner to Fifty I got in the post recently, um, I mean, El Trade Soccer has literally just texted me and said that the, my Steiner has popped up at his house. So that is a good sign. So that'll be a pickup, I guess, for next week. <laughs> if he's classed as a pickup, I don't really know. Male dog, I guess I can class it as. Um, but otherwise, no, I think I'm just I'm holding off until until January. And 
trying to really go uh, look and find hard for these two signers I have left for the for the rainbow. And yeah, I think I've got into the mindset now. I'm just sort of going to pick up stuff that I really want, as opposed to obviously picking up stuff for the sake of it. Um, but yeah, obviously counted down to February as well for the well, well eagerly awaited London card show. Um, looking forward to that in in February. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just nothing really pick up wise for me the last couple of weeks. Yourself? I picked up two items, cheap ones on eBay in America. First one is a Mosaic Scripps auto of Eduardo da Silva, which I managed to pick up for three dollars plus postage. So I think it worked out about seven seventy five, which I've seen them over here go for about fifteen quid. So I thought that was quite a decent price. Then I picked up a Beth Mead Chrome to one fifty for ten dollars. So two I couldn't really pass up on. Lucky enough, they weren't too expensive that I could still get them. So. Otherwise, not much. Just waiting to get some bits over from the States, hopefully before Christmas, if not just after. And then there'll be a few bits to go up from sale from there. And, and then it starts the new year again. So, like I say, it's going to be quite an intriguing period. Uh, we look forward to, hopefully, well, we should be bringing you the top-loaded Christmas quiz, which will be lovely. Christmas-fired next episode, I will be digging out my Santa's hat and... Got to say, my Christmas jumper's coming on for that, or maybe even a Christmas suit. I've got a Christmas suit. I can see that on. Well, we know, we know, we know who's in charge of the Christmas around here. I'm going to have to try and find a hat somewhere in a drawer somewhere, and this guy's going to be turning up with mistletoe hanging hanging off his nose and everything in between. So hopefully next week we'll be bringing you the top loaded Christmas quiz, which will be a load of fun, a bit of Christmas joy for this time of year, and then the episode in between Christmas and New Year will hopefully be a look back on 2022 and a look forward to 2023 with a couple of people within the UK hobby themselves but like i say it's been another great uh episode really look forward to it really love all the feedback and most importantly i hope everyone enjoys the last week of the world cup as this is going out the argentina versus croatia game will just be kicking off so hope everyone enjoys that morocco france and then obviously i would say third and fourth playoff but that's the most pointless game football in my eyes and then the big one on sunday the world cup final so thank you everybody for listening along Hope everyone out there stays safe. Have a lovely festive period. Happy holidays. And most importantly, happy hobbying. Good night.